Before we begin today's episode, I just wanna let you guys know we have about a week and a half left if you'd like to pick up your limited edition Pyramid plushie with the magnifying glass. We were part of Makeshift's Time Warp event, and so they re-brought back the original plushie from like two, two and a half years ago. So if you missed out on your chance to get the OG plushie the first time, now's your time to try and get it again. It's only available for about the next week and a half, and then that's it. We won't be selling them anymore. So make sure to get your hands on one over at makeship.com or click the link in the description box. Let's get into today's episode. John Tyson's motto was, when better chickens are hatched, we will hatch them. It's why today, all of the Tyson chicken that bears his name will be raised with no antibiotics ever. Every nugget, every Eating chicken is about American as apple pie and baseball. On average, Americans consume about 21.9 million chickens every day. That amounts to about 8 billion chickens per year. Obviously, someone has got to be supplying that poultry delight to the United States. And one of the biggest companies that does that is Tyson Foods. Tyson says they provide more to love in their brightly colored commercials with happy families indulging in the endless variety of options. Oops, chicken. Lots of time chicken, no time chicken. If there's one thing we know, it's chicken. Chicken and chicken. More choices, more wow. But if those same commercials showed their employees, the farmers, or the environment, it would probably say something a little different, maybe more to hate. Sure, they advertise themselves as being wonderful providers of American substance, but their employees probably have a different story to share. Their manufacturing plants have a dark history of being some of the most dangerous places to work in the country. Safety regulations, forget about it. We'll just hope and pray that our employees don't have their limbs literally amputated while on the job. Oh yeah, and the fact that child labor is illegal and morally wrong doesn't seem to be an issue for them either, as regulators found out they had multiple children working in those same dangerous factories that don't follow safety protocols. When COVID hit, they really showed their true colors when a bunch of their managers decided to develop what essentially amounts to a gambling ring to bet money on the lives of their employees. Not to mention their alleged tendency to completely lie to interpreters about the dangers of the disease, the safety regulations they were not following, and their ability to take off work sick if they just so happened to catch the deadly virus that was shutting down most of the world. Of course, we also can't forget their decades long scheme run in conjunction with other meat processing companies that worked to completely screw over their farmers and customers before Tyson decided to turn into straight up snitches so they could just avoid the accountability. While more to love may be a wonderfully crafted marketing strategy, it definitely is not telling the truth about what's going on behind the scenes. So what's the real story behind one of the country's favorite chicken providers? I'm the Illuminati, and this is the Corporate Casket. Let's get into it. The managers of the Waterloo plant in Iowa put money on how many workers... This week, Tyson Foods has launched a mass COVID-19 testing program for workers after reports of outbreaks. For food processing companies, employed more than 100 children in dangerous very jobs. rocky stretch for Tyson chicken business. What has been the problem with this? Over the years, Tyson Foods has made a number of promises to its customers and to its employees. In their mission statements, they claim that they strive to be honorable people. But if you look at how they treat their thousands of employees, it doesn't seem like they're really trying that hard to reach that standard. 
For a company that claims to care about its employees and their safety, its track record certainly does not show it. Obviously, meatpacking is inherently difficult and dangerous work. It involves a variety of dangerous activities, from processing chickens to lifting large objects and employees spending hours on their feet. With the promise of danger everywhere, you would hope that Tyson had a variety of safety measures in place that they diligently worked to uphold. Unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be the case. Instead, Tyson Foods have actually become one of the most dangerous places to work and have some of the highest rates of severe injuries among its workers. Back in 2016, inspectors with the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, found a plethora of safety violations in a meatpacking plant in Texas that, and I quote, left employees exposed to a risk of amputation. And can you imagine that? I mean, you walk into your job, something you have to convince yourself not to think about every day is the fact that your company has not put enough safety measures in place to ensure that you literally do not lose a limb while on the job. But that's not the only issue employees have to deal with. The investigators also found that Tyson had let carbon dioxide levels get impermissibly high. They hadn't trained their workers on how to handle life-threatening chemicals and that they used a dangerous hazardous chemical as a disinfectant. And you heard me right. They were giving their employees a chemical that apparently causes burns and respiratory diseases and use that as a disinfectant. This whole investigation was set into motion after a worker had gotten their finger stuck in a conveyor belt. But that's not all that was found. Apparently, workers also told investigators stories about having to urinate on themselves at work so that they didn't leave the line during their shift. Many said they were wearing adult diapers in addition to avoiding drinking liquids just so they could keep up with their work. And this was all happening in a working environment that was reportedly 40 degrees. Many also claimed that they were often denied bathroom breaks throughout their shifts. However, when a human resources vice president was asked about the reports, he claimed that the company didn't endorse these actions. He said, quote, we've learned of a number of anonymous claims. We have no evidence that they are true, but we've checked to ensure that our position on restroom breaks is being followed at all plants. Like really? You had to check? Just to be sure because maybe there was an inkling that it was true? Hmm, maybe, hmm, I don't know, just a thought. With all of these horrific safety violations, you'd expect a pretty hefty fine, right? Like these are not little accidents. These are not little problems. This was a company's refusal to provide safe working environments for their employees. That should come with one hell of a punishment, perhaps in the millions? No, of course not. They were fined a little over $250,000. That's it. And truthfully, what is that? Not even a day of profits for them? They're a $20 billion company. $250,000 means literally nothing to them. But wait, because it gets so much worse. In February, 2023, literally just a couple months ago, Tyson found itself in yet another federal investigation from the US Labor Department this time. As it turns out, they had actually been working with a national company that cleaned meat packing plants. And that same company was employing children as young as 13 years old to work in over 13 meat packing plants. These were children who were working in arguably one of the most dangerous environments physically possible. As it turns out, six miners were hired to do this incredibly dangerous job in Arizona, and one was hired in Goodlettsville, Tennessee. And what were the penalties? Well, a little over $100,000. You've just, you gotta be kidding me with that. That's it? That's it. Apparently child labor is back, baby. We are going back in time faster than you know it here. Now, I'm sure some people will argue that Tyson did not hire these children directly, but that also doesn't excuse them from what was happening. They had to have known what was going on. And I find it incredibly difficult to believe that they were just blissfully unaware that children were being recruited, hired, and supervised by adults. As the deputy administrator of the wage and hour division, Jessica Lumen said, 
these children should never have been employed in meatpacking plants. And this can only happen when employers do not take responsibility to prevent child labor violations from occurring in the first place. It seems pretty obvious to me that Tyson just has no interest in following safe, moral, and common sense employment practices. At least that's certainly what it seems like. So it should come as no surprise that their COVID-19 practices exposed a whole new slew of horrific labor practices, some that will certainly make your skin crawl. It was a betting pool. That's right, as COVID-19 raged through factories and meatpacking plants in the spring, the mega corporation Tyson refused to close its largest- When COVID-19 first came crashing into our lives, we knew it would bring a tidal wave of issues. One of the most lucrative issues brought on by the pandemic is employment. So-called essential workers were forced to brave the brunt of the virus, working while others were told to stay home. Obviously, this was only remotely safe if people put in the work to provide safety protections for their employees, but not every company was willing to take those measures, and Tyson was certainly one of them. In April, 2020, Tyson took out a full page advertisement published in the New York Times, Washington Post, and Arkansas Democrat Gazette, pressuring then president Donald Trump to roll back the safety protocols that they were required to follow. They claimed that the food supply chain is breaking and told the world that their products would be limited in grocery stores until they were able to reopen their facilities. The same facilities were closed because of their complete lack of safety precautions. Prior to their closure, thousands of employees had been calling out sick. And this should come as no surprise as one employee pointed out, distancing inside the facility was nearly impossible to do. Despite this, their desperate plea seemed to pay off as Donald Trump enacted the Defense Production Act to ensure that meatpacking plants remained open. He even mentioned that his administration was working directly with Tyson to ensure that they were doing everything they could to keep business moving. So victorious, Tyson pushed on, bringing thousands upon thousands of people back into work and doing virtually nothing to prevent them from catching the deadly virus. Over the next year, Tyson would be accused of a variety of immoral practices while attempting to keep their employees at work. At one facility, a manager and human resource director were accused of lying to interpreters there to assist immigrant workers about the severity of the virus. Allegedly, they told interpreters that there had been no confirmed cases at the plant and that health officials had cleared the plant to continue operations. But apparently, neither of those things were true. Black Hawk County health officials were actively advocating for the plant to be closed down and over 1,000 people had reportedly tested positive for the virus. But wait, because it gets worse. Allegedly, the interpreters were forbidden from telling the employees anything about the virus, except to say it wasn't impacting the plant. You may think it doesn't get worse than that, but it can. Just one day after a family member filed a lawsuit against Tyson on behalf of an employee member who had died, managers at one of the plants were suspended for, and I cannot stress how sick this is, they were suspended for setting up a betting pool to see how many employees would get COVID-19. This isn't horse racing, where you just bet on who's going around a track the fastest. You were betting on people's lives. What the hell is wrong with people? Apparently, after Tyson leaders refused to shut down the plant, managers decided it was time to organize a cash buy-in winner-take-all betting pool for supervisors and managers. Meanwhile, the employees were complaining that they couldn't follow social distancing, they weren't given personal protective equipment, and they didn't have enough nurses to run temperature checks daily. Oh. And through all of this, the company was allegedly offering $500 thank you bonuses to employees who were at work every day consecutively for three months. It's probably safe to assume that this was a strong incentive for people to show up even when they were sick. 
In fact, a manager allegedly told supervisors to ignore symptoms. One even allegedly told an employee who was on their way to get tested, quote, we all have symptoms, you have a job to do. To say that I'm disgusted is just a bit of an understatement. Keep in mind again, this was after they received federal funds to help at the beginning of COVID-19. Now let's go back to that lawsuit for a quick moment. The lawsuit, which was brought on by family members of workers who had died and former employees in Iowa has gone through quite a few ups and downs. After it was filed, Tyson prompted the United States federal court to hear the case, claiming that they were working under the direction of Donald Trump's executive order. Unfortunately for them, the federal court seemed to disagree with the sentiment and threw the case back into the state's court system, saying that the company had failed to show that it was performing a basic governmental task. So it looks like Iowa will be hearing the case and finding out if Tyson did in fact put their workers in severely risky situations and commit negligence. Unfortunately though, we're gonna have to just wait and see what happens because there's no result yet. Meanwhile, another lawsuit has been filed in Arkansas claiming that the company's negligence led to emotional distress, illness, and death. Similar to Iowa, this suit is also being filed predominantly by family members of those loved ones who died after they got COVID. This one was just filed this month, so we're gonna have to wait and see how it plays out. It's terrifying to see how little regard this company seems to have for its workers. When the vaccine came out, they offered incentives to try and get their employees to get vaccinated, but it seemed a little late to be concerned about your workers' health after multiple people had died and various lawsuits had been filed. While their utter carelessness for their workers' safety is one of the most concerning things about Tyson, there is still more going on in the background that should inspire some level of disappointment in the massive organization. One of which is their apparent need to objectively screw over the farmers they work with to provide their product and the customers buying it. You know, tonight the U.S. government is investigating the chicken industry, and that includes Tyson Foods, of course. The country's biggest poultry producers are facing a price-fixing lawsuit. Food distributors say that the chicken companies coordinated their outputs and limit chicken production in order to raise prices. In the world of chicken processing, there are a few big players. Tyson, Pilgrims, and Sanderson Farms pretty much run the market, controlling the industry and the farmers within it. In 2016, it was discovered that this control of the market went a bit further than anyone expected. It all came to light when a law firm in Minneapolis decided to file a class action lawsuit against all of the biggest chicken companies, claiming that they had worked together to inflate the price of chicken for eight years. Over the years, companies had developed an in-depth document that held the key to all of the financial formation for the biggest poultry corporations, bird sizes, and financial returns. From there, they used their unprecedented access to the data to allegedly control the price of chicken for wholesalers and inflated the price. Then when the recession hit, they really went to work. They allegedly started to restrict the product and inflate the price even more. And just for the record, this is illegal. Companies can't have complete control of an entire market supply and demand numbers and randomly restrict products and raise prices. This is especially true when the price of your product is rising while the cost of other things like feed for chicken is actually going down. Obviously, this type of practice can come with a variety of issues. One of which is the obvious difficulties it places on the farmers. You know, the actual people who are providing the food. According to multiple lawsuits, the biggest chicken companies in the country had been working tirelessly to keep their profits high, even if it meant screwing over the people that were providing the product. In Oklahoma federal court, farmers alleged that Tyson, along with the other massive companies, had been undercutting their compensation for years. After being forced into years-long exclusivity contracts, farmers were struggling desperately to get by. 
Some who sued claimed that they had been paid as little as $12,000 per year, while others reported only 40,000, and that's despite them working nearly 16 hours a day. Meanwhile, as they were paid pennies, companies like Tyson and Pilgrims were making profits in the billions with a B. Of course, they didn't see much wrong with this arrangement and claimed that the system was fair. But despite this insistence, Tyson decided to settle the lawsuit with the farmers for an astonishing $21 million. Of course, they admitted no wrongdoing and instead claimed that the settlement was agreed to merely avoid the risk, expense, and distraction of extended litigation. Isn't that how that phrase always goes for them? They're like, oh, we just don't wanna be bothered by the lawsuit when in reality, you may have had something to hide. Now we don't know obviously, cause they didn't admit any wrongdoing, but you know, something just smells a bit off. But this would not be the end of the price fixing controversy for the massive company. In April, 2019, the Department of Justice decided to step in and investigate the chicken empires for their tendency to screw over not just their laborers, but their customers by adamantly ensuring that chicken was priced perfectly to ensure their profit. Less than a year later, Tyson would try to weasel their way out of the predicament with everyone's favorite pastime, snitching. Quickly after they were subpoenaed by the federal government, they released a statement claiming that they had now uncovered information that connected to the investigation. In response, they decided to self-report to the Department of Justice. And isn't that just so convenient? They get dragged into a massive investigation. And just like that, they suddenly stumbled upon problems within their own company. So spectacular, so amazing. In response to their apparent newfound honesty, they applied for leniency and promised that the company and the employees would be free of facing criminal fines, jail time, and prosecution. A part of their statement reads, our swift and decisive actions demonstrate our steadfast commitment to treating suppliers, customers, and partners with integrity and to fostering a free and fair competitive environment that not only benefits consumers, but makes Tyson Foods better. And while that is just mm, such a beautiful statement, I see it a little bit differently. The swift and decisive action seems more like a desperate move made by the company that was watching their supposed competitors or rather co-conspirators if we're being honest, getting indicted by the federal government. If they were truly committed to integrity, then they wouldn't have been involved in the first place. Let's be real. They snitched because they acted like the scared little rats they clearly are. And in the end though, their plan did partially work. They did avoid jail time, but they didn't quite avoid having to pay any money. In January, 2021, they agreed to a $221.5 million settlement that was meant to close the various lawsuits that had been brought against them through the course of the scandal. However, and once again, they did not admit to any type of liability. Through all of their controversy, scandal, and seeming inability to treat their employees with even an ounce of respect, Tyson has remained one of the most well-off successful companies in the country. Because of this, their impact on the country, the world, and perhaps more importantly, the environment only grows. Who would have thought that a company responsible for price fixing and employee mistreatment would also just pollute the world without care? I know, you're about as shocked as I am. But before we sink our teeth into the sticky situation of Tyson Foods and pollution, let's take a quick moment to thank today's sponsor. This spring, you need nutritious, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, active days and keep you on track for reaching your goals. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. Factor offers delicious flavor-packed options on the menu every week to fit a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and even protein plus. 
It's prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. With over 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like egg whites, smoothies, and more. And they have a variety that fits the whole range. I've mentioned I really like the jalapeno popper burgers, but they also have like a stuffed pepper casserole. They have Monterey spinach chicken, shredded chicken taco bowls. Like it's amazing. And for two of like my new favorites to add to the rotation, they have a chickpea curry that they say is a, with a forbidden rice blend and ginger green beans, which are amazing. And also smoked tofu almond stir fry. Do not sleep on it. It is absolutely delicious. So head on over to factormeals.com slash casket50 and use code casket50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code casket50 at factormeals.com slash casket50 to get 50% off your first box. As we know, Tyson is one of the biggest companies to produce and process meat in the United States. They supply some of the largest fast food restaurants that this country seems to hold dear, including KFC, McDonald's, and Taco Bell. Not to mention their supply of school cafeterias too. With such a massive hold on the world of meat production, the company undoubtedly produces a monumental amount of resources and energy that have a staunch impact on the environment around us. But have no fear. They claim that they're doing their best to monitor their environmental impact and make every change they can to ensure they're doing the least amount of damage to the environment physically possible. And if I thought that were verifiably true, then I wouldn't even bring this up. And I'd be like, hey, they're actually doing some good here. But unfortunately, I'm bringing it up. So it doesn't really seem like they've actually held out on their promises. And I know, we can all gasp in shock together. The company released a sustainability pledge that promised shareholders and customers alike that they would reach net zero emissions by 2050 and would provide sustainable farming practices on their land by 2020. Unfortunately, we're now in the year 2023 and it doesn't seem like they've reached their goals on that 2020 initiative. Their original plan stated that they would make improvements to their farming practices on over 2 million acres. However, they so far have enrolled their program just a little over 400,000 acres, not even half of their goal, but don't worry. Now they promise they'll reach the original goal by 2025. So two more years and I swear they'll probably get it in line, right? They'll totally follow through on that promise right? I think it's pretty obvious that I don't exactly have high hopes that they'll reach this goal, maybe even ever. And just given their apparent lack of trying for the past three years and before, I just, not very hopeful. Now, they haven't exactly been the epitome of environmental friendliness over the years either. In 2016, a report by the Environmental America Research and Policy Center found that the company was the worst in terms of water pollution among agricultural businesses. As it turns out, they're actually the best at being bad. So do they get a little trophy for that? In the report, they found that Tyson had produced over 55 million tons of manure each year, which often found its way into rivers, streams, and even drinking water. This became such a problem that the company has actually been sued multiple times for contaminating the drinking water used by the citizens in near their farms. In one lawsuit back in 2004, the state of Oklahoma sued Tyson along with six other companies after they had used chicken waste as fertilizer and contaminated the drinking water in Tulsa. In the end, Tyson ended up agreeing to a settlement with the other companies and paid $7.3 million in fines. And to me, that seems like a really small price to pay for literally polluting drinking water. Now, this was just one year after they were accused of illegally dumping untreated wastewater into the drinking water in Missouri. 
This time they actually admitted to the wrongdoing and pled guilty to 20 felonies in violation of the Federal Clean Water Act. And surely the guilty verdict, 20 felonies, that would come with a steeper penalty, right? Well, uh, no, they pled and simply spent $7.5 million in fines and promised to perform an environmental audit at their Missouri plant. That was it. Truthfully, can we really expect companies to do any better in keeping their promises and avoiding pollution when all that happens to them is they literally pollute water and then they get a little cute slap on the wrist? Like these fines are pretty much the equivalent of paying a parking ticket. That's about it. That's not nearly enough to convince them to change their ways. Like it's just not. Also, have we not learned by now that having companies investigate themselves doesn't do shit? Like they aren't going to jump up and down and wave their hands if they find something wrong. They're just going to figure it out internally or completely ignore it until someone decides to sue them over it. And then literally this whole cycle starts over again. Now, with that being said, it shouldn't shock us that they continue to do the exact wrong thing. In 2019, they were sued again by the Alabama Attorney General after they had released wastewater, killing an estimated 175,000 fish, allegedly violating the Alabama Water Pollution Control Act. As the lawsuit was filed, a spokesperson for the company came out with this statement. We're focused on the health and safety of our employees and are doing all we can to continue to feed America during these challenging times. We look forward to presenting our side of the story. So first off, they clearly do not care about the safety of their employees. We learned that earlier. Even so, this isn't about them, it's about the environment, something else they don't seem to remotely care about. Over the years, their near constant mistakes have certainly brought them unwanted attention, some of which come straight from their own investors. Over the years, the company has been asked by its investors to straighten up its act and reduce the risk of water pollution. Yet over and over again, they seem to fail at meeting this very basic requirement. So will they ever change? Who knows? but it seems like everyone is putting pressure on them except for the law. Like sure, Tyson's commercials are bright and cheery and we undoubtedly need them to keep providing a service, but is it too much to ask that they provide service in a fair and equitable manner? Is it too much to ask that they consider the safety of their employees and citizens surrounding their plants? I don't think it is. Tyson, it's time to clean up your act. But with all of that being said, those are just my thoughts, opinions, and gathered information to create today's episode. And I hope you learned something new here today. If you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date with all the latest information. Again, thank you so much for making it to the end of today's episode. I really do appreciate it. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.